Blog Talk Radio. Patty Holstrand, this is K-Rod Radio, and yes, I was singing there. <laughs> it's a pretty good day. Thursdays are always pretty good, because you know what? The weekend's around the corner. Now, you know, I had a friend of mine, he said, well, do I really care if it's uh, the weekend? You know, everybody excited about Fridays. And, you know, being a person who works at home, no, it doesn't really matter to me what day it is, except that uh, Saturday and Sunday, we're usually still very busy usually doing uh, conventions and events so it you know uh, Thursday's exciting only because I know that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday I'm going to be crazy so like Thursday because it's like the calm before the storm so when you hear guys hearing that little blink blink it's because somebody's uh, actually trying to get in here but first we got somebody on live and we're talking we're talking about Leprechaun today Leprechaun 14. Oh, wow, it's Leprechaun 40. It's 40 years. Can you believe it? 2014. 40 years. 40 years. That's four freaking decades of Leprechaun. I mean, just think about that. Let that process for a second. 40 years. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm 50, so I'm actually 10 years older. But, oh, I don't even want to think about that. But, <laughs> That's the fast nine fifties. It's 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 too much. But anyway, that's forty years of a of a specific convention in this town. Forty, and so we're we're just excited to be part of that that this con, and uh, want everybody else to say, hey, you know, if you don't know about it, uh, you guys should learn. And uh, we've got some one-day passes, you know, for those who don't know about Leprechaun and want to try it out. We are more into Pecan. And that's always good because, uh, you know, it's not it, it's not pressed with people. And trying to get in to see somebody and having to use opera glasses just to see them. For those who don't know what opera glasses are, they're really small magnifying glasses that you can actually, you know, it's like binoculars for the hoity-toity types. <laughs> but first we're going to talk. We've got two people. There are two groups on the line. Yeah. we got Ron Hicks who's going to be uh, meeting with us in about half an hour. But until then, we've got the transporter room. 
Joe, is that you? Yes, it is. Hi, Patty. Hi, Joe. It says, we had two groups talking to us tonight, and you're, you're, you were just lucky that you just got on right in the very beginning. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> I was talking about Leprechaun and, and the fact that it's 40 freaking years old. Can you believe that? It, it, it's amazing, and congratulations on 40 years. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're having to re-educate, like, entire decades of people here. Um, you know, Absolutely. some of them don't know who we are um, because we're more art-based. We're not media-based, which is uh, which is a good thing because, you know, not everybody can be a Comic-Con, and not everybody wants to be a Comic-Con. That's so true, I, and it's <laughs> absolutely. And it, but it's it's such a great venue because it's a great place for for artists to gather and to and to show their work. And um, my first Leprechaun was actually back in 1993, and there were uh, there were great uh, uh, movie displays and anime and and art, and um, it was just it was just such a great time. Yeah, it it is still a mix hodgepodge of of you know, obviously interests. And this is where you come in. Since you, you, seriously, I mean, you're, you're getting into this whole pop culture group, which, you know, honestly, is a very broad subject. And, Absolutely. Uh, we, we love all sorts of things. That's where you say, yes, I do. Do you, do you love all sorts of stuff? I, I really do, and uh, the, the word you the, the word you used hodgepodge is so accurate. Uh, you know, between movies and books and anime and games and tech, there's there's so much to enjoy right now that you know you can't you can't just get involved in one thing because there's there's so much going on to enjoy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had some people say, well, you know, you, you should be like going out and promoting Leprechaun every single weekend, and I'm going like. You can't do that anymore. And the reason is because there's so many things going on. Yeah, you, you've got, uh, you know, a gaming, a small gaming event, you know, one weekend. Then you've got a museum thing, you know, where they're, they're you know, celebrating some pop culture stuff. Um, then the next weekend you've got an art exhibit from a couple of artists who we, we know we all know and love, and uh, then you've got <laughs> then you've got a huge convention that last weekend. And so it's you know never ending. Uh, you know there are times when there's uh, six to eight to eight things you know to do any given weekend. I know because I get invited to most of those. <laughs> sure, and, and that doesn't even include all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that doesn't even include all the meetup groups and local yeah. establishments that have movies and gaming and, and you name it. There's, there's exactly. just so much going on, and Phoenix is such a great nexus for uh, getting together and, and doing good geeky stuff. Exactly. And so what you've done with the transporter room is bring that all together. That's right. Good job. We're excited to see you get started. So tell well, us well, about thank you. It's... <laughs> We're really looking forward to it. Um, so tell us well, where you guys where you guys are in this in this whole you know uh, journey that you're you're on right now. Right. Well, we're we're making good progress. We're actually in the process of of finding our location. Uh, 
we decided that this is our third round of looking for locations. And, and let me better describe what we're talking about for your listeners. Uh, in a nutshell, the transporter room is going to be a geek hub in a pub. It's a place for folks who enjoy gaming, pop culture, tech, uh, a little bit of everything, movies, sci-fi, anime, to come enjoy it together in public, enjoy some beers, have a good time. And we, one, of our, one of our big things is, is we really want to have the location be very important. We want it to be big enough and have the proper facilities because unlike a lot of bars, it's not just a place to come and socialize. We, we certainly want that. We want to emphasize that. But we want it to be practical. We want the gaming tables to be useful and practical. We want the chairs to be practical. We want to have you know, maker space and, and other parts of the venue that people can actually use as opposed to just come to and sit around in. You can certainly sit around and talk shop, but we'd also like to have facilities that people can use and will be advantageous to them. And the hardest part of getting a place like that is finding the building and the space to facilitate all that in the right location. So, right. Uh, and then you've then you got to think again, about parking, you know? And we've got to think about parking, and that's been a big red flag for everybody is, and we're talking about downtown Phoenix, is are we going to be able to park there? And we absolutely want to have a place that's going to have uh, not only good car parking, but uh, good facilities for bikes, skateboards, uh, and close to the light rail so that if you don't have transportation, at least you can get there from somewhere in the valley relatively quickly. Yeah, that, that is all a big tall order. But I, I have to say that, that the parking is one of the criteria for any small event. Um, no, you know, whenever I go into some place and say, well, they, they want to do an event with me, and say, well, okay, first thing I look at is their parking. <laughs> do, do they have, <laughs> right. Seriously, do they have adequate parking for, that we're not going to get ticketed at? You know, because right. that's an issue. Especially downtown. Yes, exactly. I've been down there to do other things before, and that's a problem. So, well, and that's uh, why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Patty. That, that's why. That's why we've had so much soul searching for finding this right location. We actually found one that was beautiful, beautiful big building. The parking lot was bigger than the building was, and it got yeah. rented out from under us. And so we, oh, we, we no. you know, we're not going to skimp on a place that doesn't have good parking and make you wander around and circle the block six times. We want to, and we want to have a place where, you know, if the if the theme days spill out into the parking lot, we're going to have adequate space for that. In addition to actually being able to park the cars. Oh no, that's an idea. <laughs> having have you know seriously having you know your theme spilling out into the parking lot. Because I, I, I already have so many. I have so many ideas for you. You would not believe. <laughs> well, you you and I hopefully will have a few minutes of leprechaun where we can sit down and talk about those ideas. Yes, we'll have to make time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, because I'm going to be in the dealer's room as well, so we're both going to be busy beavers. Absolutely. But, uh, I'm excited for you because I think that this is, yeah, this is an unusual uh, vendor for uh, the Leprechaun. Not used to having somebody who's like a restaurant, not quite ready yet, but really wanted to get the information out there. And of course, we kept the prices decent, so you guys could do that. Well, and we appreciate that. <laughs> We're certainly taking yeah. advantage of that. Yes. But, but that's, and that's the thing is, is being at the dealer room, you know, we are going to be, uh, our, our primary focus is meeting people that are interested in our concept and talking with them and finding out what makes the people that are our people tick. 
And yeah. you know, we have a survey on our website right now. We've been talking with people at lots of different events. Uh, just recently, I've been at ZapCon and uh, Geek Day at the Phoenix Film Festival. We're just we're just all over the place because we want to talk to everybody who's interested in this place to enjoy because this is really for the community. The community that goes to conventions, this is a place for them. It's not a sports bar. It's not uh, it's not a place that is going to be. It's going to be fun and lively without having to be noisy where you can't hear what you're doing or see what you're doing. It's going right. to be built for our people. And that's, that's why at every opportunity, every time I find someone who's interested in gaming or tech or, or movies or writing or art, is you know, what can we put in there that's going to make the place better? And clearly we oh, can't yeah. put everything in there, but we're trying to get the consensus of what people really, really want. I, I agree. You know, there's uh, restaurants. When I walk into a restaurant and uh, so you know, say, hey, you know, you should bring your gaming friends over here. I look at their tables and I say, you know, I, I could invite them, but honestly, your place is just not conducive for that. I mean, they have, you know, tables that are, that waddle, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> and, and it's like, well, where, where would the dice go, you know, or the dice? Because it would go right off the table. Um and so you have to consider all those little things that, you know, uh, I know a lot of people who who will go sit in, you know, a Denny's even, just because of that, that you know, it's comfortable for a long period of time um, and that big enough table so that way they can spread their stuff out on it. So that's, and it's open you know, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> all nighter. I, I know. I met my, my uh, significant other. He, uh, our first date was a Denny's. <laughs> and good thing, because we wound up not leaving until 3.30 in the morning. So, <laughs> Sure. And, and we've all been there, and I think, I think Denny's is, is kind of the place to be when, when nothing else is, is still open. And I, I don't know if we'd be open that late, but we've certainly talked about some night owl hours. Um, mm-hmm. but, you, but you're so right about the tables, you know. Every place has the wobbly table or that one spot that no matter how much they clean it, it won't stop being sticky. Yeah, you don't want to put oh, your yeah. cards and your board and your dice down there. No, no. Uh, we we want to have, we, we have tables. Again, we're talking about functionality and uh, the usefulness of the place. We want to have tables that are customized, not only for the gaming experience, but with the proper place to put drinks and food so that it's out of the way. You know, it's, it's an embellishment yeah. to the gaming yeah. experience, not... I'm coming to eat, and I just wanted to slide my risk board in here while we're at it. No, the point is the gaming and the food and the drink is a bonus. That's awesome. Because, I mean, honestly, they're going to buy. You know, they're going to buy drinks. They're going to buy food. Uh, especially there that many hours, you know. And and I totally agree with you. You need the drinks and stuff that are kind of out of the way. That way, you don't accidentally drop, you know, knock over your drink on the game. That would just totally ruin things, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a good way to cheat, you know. If you knock your beer over and it, and it, and it wipes everything <laughs> off the board, but then you know oh, you got to start over. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think your troll is like actually over here. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. He was there all the time. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so that's that's certainly a concept, and and, and you know, uh, one one guy was uh, talking to me and saying, well, you know, you know, Cards Against Humanity, great game. You got to have it there. We're going to have a game library there, so. Ideally, you can bring your own games, but you can also borrow our games and test them out and then, you know, buy them there, too. Um, awesome. But, you know, Cards Against Humanity said, oh, well, you've got to have them all laminated in case they get wet. And I said, 
you know, if I was going to laminate all the Cards Against Humanity cards, I'd just run the business to laminate the cards because I'd make more money doing that than I would selling beer. For sure. But, <laughs> so, uh, so I think there's going to be some amount of loss and damage to our to our house games, and and over time they'll be replaced. But accidents happen. But we're going to try and design the place to keep accidents down to a minimum. Well, that's awesome. And I, again, you know, I can't wait to see what your decor is going to be. Have you guys decided kind of what it's going to look like? Uh, yes and no. The 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 current the current artist conception is actually very subtle. What we want to do is have a lot of elements that that suggest images that people would recognize so that, mm-hmm. you know, from a distance you might see something as you get closer it looks like something else or vice versa. Uh, and, and we put this in place primarily because we want to emphasize the functionality of the place as opposed to the overt theming. Uh, okay. Because originally the theming was a lot more like Disneyland where you go and there's big, big plastic clouds and big, you know, very Disneyland, and we thought, no, that's a little too cartoony. Let's make it a little more subtle. This is Phoenix, after all. Let's make it a little more subtle and classy, but it's going to have elements that people are going to say, I get this reference. I see what's going on there. I like what's behind the bar. People will get it. And casuals well, will still be comfortable enough to come in and enjoy it, too. Right. There you go. Those old, old mundanes that we, that we like to talk about. <laughs> right. Well, that's why I said casual, but yeah, we're we're on the same page. Right, definitely. And you know, uh, <laughs> so is this a place for hipsters too? You think? Well, you know that that that's funny, and I, I well, the place is for everybody, and, and clearly though we're building it in with with people in mind who have certain fandoms, well, any fandom really, but that enjoy things, and it, it you know I, I don't want to point at somebody and say that's a hipster, but. The, to me, the concept is, or at least the, the, the cliche is that hipsters say, well, no, this is cool to us. If you find it cool, then it's not cool anymore. Whereas with mm-hmm. geeks, I've found that if I think something's cool and you think something's cool, we have something to bond over. Oh, you enjoy yeah. that too? Let's enjoy it together. And so this is a place for people to bond and to socialize. We joke about taking it out of the basement, you know, kind of bringing it into the light. But this is a place where... Uh, you know, people can come together, they have the same fandom, and find people that they never even knew before and say, oh, you like this too? Great, let's be friends. Or at least let's, let's get together and play for a bit, you know, whether we become friends or not is something else. But it's an opportunity to bond over something that we all like or are looking forward to getting into. There you go. I think you guys got a, really something interesting. And I love the transporter idea. How did you come up with the name? That was my partner uh, Jason's idea. He was the first person to come up with that, uh, with the title. And clearly, immediately, it was, uh, it evokes, I mean, right away, clearly, it's a Star Trek reference, but it evokes transport into our place, which is different mm-hmm. from being outside. You know, we're leaving, exactly. we're leaving the normal mundane life behind and coming into our place where, sure, you know, people might be dressed up as uh, stormtroopers or anime characters, yeah, there might be somebody giving a speech about, uh, you know, robotics or a demo about robotics. All kinds of crazy stuff going on inside, and mm-hmm. we're transporting you to your next adventure. And that was that was kind of the idea behind that. That is awesome. And, and that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, the fact that you're transporting into another dimension. <laughs> that's that's right. 
<laughs> that just happens to have tasty beer and uh, good food. There you go. So tell us about your menu. You guys working on that? What's that? Your menu. Yes, actually. Uh, <laughs> yes, we we actually have several food concepts. Um, one of the things is we're, we're big fans of food trucks, and uh, the, the the valley has a good selection of food trucks. But the problem is they're all very they're all very vagabond. You know, they they're here and there, and they don't really have a, a standard place to be. Uh, I, last year I was in Portland, and you know. Big parking lots would be ringed with food trucks. It was a mecca for food trucks. And here it's kind of you've got to track them down and find them, and it's, it's, it's hard sometimes. So we want it to be a place that's going to be friendly to food trucks, bring them in, you know, make arrangements to have them come in periodically and, and kind of rotate them around. And one, give them an opportunity to do business, but also introduce people to all kinds of great food truck cuisine. Um, we're also working on our own menu. We actually have a... Uh, a friend who's working on some menu ideas. But the other concept we wanted was we just wanted a simple snack bar. You know, sometimes you're going to come in with your RPG group or, or uh, come in for a movie night, and you just want to get some popcorn or a couple of bags of Doritos or some sodas or, or Red Bulls or whatever and just hang out and game or talk shop or whatever. So we'd like to have a fairly sophisticated little appetizer pub food menu. And then, hey, if you want you know, a bag of Fritos, we got that too. So a little, little bit of everything for everybody. That's a great idea. That usually is what they wind up eating anyone. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so every, everybody knows, you know, give, call in. I don't have to talk to Joe by myself, 714-242-5145. Still have a few more minutes, so if you can call in now, we can get you on. Or if you want to uh, have a question and you just don't want to call in, then, you know, there's a chat right underneath, right underneath the show information. Just type it in there because I'll see you. And I will ask a question or comment. You know, let Joe know, hey, do you think he's going the right direction with this? Or how excited you are to see this? Because, you know, I, I know a few of you, because I already mentioned uh, your place, obviously, to, to some other people. And they say they, they were excited to see you come out and, and definitely want to be there for your grand opening. We don't care where you Which are. Which is great. We'll come for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that'll, that'll be the first thing. And actually, our, our website now has a, a login function. Ideally, and, and we talked about this a little bit briefly before, um, right now the website uh, with the transporter room, az.com, has functionality so you can log in. And uh, if you leave your email address, we'll start sending you update notes as we get closer. We don't want to spam people. We don't want to send three messages a day. But we did want to hit key points of when we have a location, you know, when the soft opening or the, the, the kind of inner circle uh, opening is going to be, when the grand opening is going to be. We, want, we just want people to know when to be there when it's open. And so uh, if you do come to the website, people can leave their information. We'll, we'll keep you posted. You know, we're not going to hit you up four times a day. Uh, <laughs> we just want to, we just want to tell you about the key points. Um, That's good. So this weekend, so when you're at Leprechaun, do you you're going to have a sign up sheet so that way we can get on your email list? We we will have a sign up sheet. Um, we also have a survey that's on our website. We were doing a paper versions, but we'll also hopefully have a, a laptop or an iPad there so people can just pop on. It takes all of about 23 seconds to do. Uh, just jump on there and fill out our survey, which covers a lot of the points we've talked about. Just whether you think it's a good idea or not, um, and. Um, Actually, the other thing the other thing we were talking about, and that's primarily what we're doing at the dealer room, is is just 
um, you know, talking with people and talking over ideas and, and kind of uh, solidifying what we're doing. Ideally, hopefully in the future, the website, so when you log in, in the future we'll have functionality so that you can take the issues that are in the survey and say and tick off boxes, I'm into this, 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 and this, and other people can search it and see how many people in the online community are interested in those things and kind of create a little bit of a, a way to coordinate and find people there that have the same interests. So we're, we're trying to build terrific. that functionality as well. That's an awesome idea because, you know, it's all about community. Right. That's right. And, and we're trying to, you know, there's people that have their groups of three or four or ten people that they play with and, and work on projects with and travel to conventions together. But, you know, there's other people that they could be meeting that enjoy the same things. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to get people out of their comfort zone a little bit, come into, into public, but in a place that's built for you, so you kind of come in back into the comfort zone and then meet some new people and, and have some new adventures. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not sure if you uh, watch television at all. <laughs> some. But, but uh, Mixology was on last night, and I don't usually watch it, but I just happen to have it on while, you know, it's what I call white noise. Uh, while I'm working, and uh, it was kind of interesting that, that they had uh, three guys who were, you know, all friends, and this other guy came in and was a little too interesting for one of the other guys, and he was like finding everything he, he was talking about, this uh, scuba diving, and the other two realized, oh my gosh, he's a, he's a usurper. He can't, he can't, you can't talk to him. You can't talk to him. He can't be part of the clique, you know. And I thought. Wow, you know uh, it's kind of funny because it used to be that the geeks were the ones that were pushed out, but <laughs> now it seems to be turned around a bit. And here you well, are I'm, with the press. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. That's that's really the that's really the image that I have is 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 that that I think the geeks are more inclusive. I think whenever you see a lack of inclusion, it's because you know, three or four close people are really close and they've had all these experiences together, it's hard to include a new person. But when you find that someone has the same zeal, it's, it's hard not to say, well, what did you think of this episode? And, well, give me your theory about that. Oh, well, that's it. And, and all of a sudden you realize, hey, this is a pretty neat guy. I really want to know more about him and include him in my group or include myself in his group. And I think that bonding is possible. Uh, I mean, we have so much to share. Why not share it? Yes, I agree. You know, if we want to talk about scuba diving, hey, that's fascinating. can be. So why not? <laughs> or whatever else we're into because, you know, honestly, you know, uh, it used to be that, you know, other people outside, you know, had certain certain thoughts about what a geek is actually about, you know. And uh, I, I don't think we fit that anymore. Because I think that the, the the average, you know, I don't think there's an average geek. Because uh, no. again, they're, they're, they look at so different, you know, uh, from one group to another, and they really don't look, don't have a look. Um, because the fact that, that they're into so many different things, I call them eclectic. <laughs> Which is the perfect <laughs> term for them, really. For, yeah. for us, I say them, us. 
Yeah. And, and, that's, yeah. and that's the thing. You're, you're right. They don't have a regular look, but usually you can see the telltale signs. You see the bumper stickers and the buttons and the hats, <laughs> and you go, okay, that person is clearly a fan. You know, you can look at someone and, you know, every day they're dressed like a brown coat. I'm not touching you that. find out what, what's that. I'm not touching that because, you know, I'll get in trouble if I, if I, say, if I do that. But you can say, Fair hey, enough. yeah, there, there's, there is a certain, you know, I mean, some people are just, blatantly advertise it <laughs> there you go sure and there's and and there's different and there's different right there's different levels and degrees i think i think where my point was going was you'll find that no no matter how big a fan someone is of one particular thing even then they have little tendrils of interest that go in other places and it's like a lightning bolt every now and then those tendrils touch and you get a connection where some little interest you have touches someone who's really big in something else, and all of a sudden maybe that person is more is, is even bigger on whatever that new subject is. Because sure. if geeks are anything, they're polymaths. They love so many different things and are usually knowledgeable and can talk about so many different things that you know you can put them in front of ten different groups and they're going to have something to say that's that's cogent on on the discussion. Absolutely. Uh, for instance, uh, I never really cared for Doctor Who. I know you should start throwing food right at me right now, but <laughs> but my you know I had a friend who said he said you know you understand does you love time travel? I said yes, I absolutely love time travel. And he said then you really need to, <laughs> to get into at least watching and being open to uh, Doctor Who because he's a time lord. And I I just suddenly it's like bolt lightning like you said. What? <laughs> you mean to tell me he travels through time? He goes, yes. Oh my God, I got to get on this. <laughs> so See, I've all been of a, sudden, a Whovian ever since. <laughs> that that's amazing. My my wife is actually burning through all the episodes on Netflix right now, just plowing through them, and. And I, I, I was wasn't really much of a Whovian either. I mean, I I I got it, but I just didn't watch it. I didn't really grow up on it. And right. every now and then, I'll catch every third episode, and I'll go, "Well, what the heck's he doing this episode?" And and there's so much crazy stuff going on that you can't help but watch it and enjoy it, even if yeah. you're not big on it. There's there's always something to, to take from it because one, it's groundbreaking, and two, it's zany, and uh, it's it's. Uh, even if it's not your bag, it's it's something to enjoy. But uh, I don't know that I could talk cogently about it. But um, uh, <laughs> I, I'm slowly right. being won over. <laughs> right. No, and I can't either because you know I get started so late. But you know I'm going backwards and 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 going back to some of the older stuff and being able to uh, look at it a whole new light. So uh, you know it's again like you said uh, if if you. It, Suddenly, you're finding interest in something that, because of the fact that I like time travel, um, I yeah, I should be into this, but it wasn't because I didn't understand it. So there you go, <laughs> and we can you know, do and, that. And, stuff, and for me, you know, more. well, and they say, well, you know, you have to be a time travel, fan. you have to be a Who fan if you're a time travel fan. And my response would be, yeah, but, you know, I grew up with Back to the Future and, and you know, I enjoyed 12 Monkeys and I'm more of a movie time travel watcher. And so where it's all kind of wrapped up in one story and, and there you go. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a different kind of thing, but, you know, 
you know, some Hoopians might say, oh, well, back to the future, that's silly time travel. But, you know, hey, it, it makes sense to me. If you put it, you know, if you make a time machine out of the DeLorean and the timelines are relatively understandable, then you've got a good ser- uh, trio of movies. But, uh, but, uh, well, listen to you. You're, you're just happening right there. <laughs> <laughs> we're, get, we're getting into conversation, guys. Getting into conversation. And this is, this is what, all, that's what your place is all about. Is, that's, you know, that's people talking that's about that. Matters. Yeah, and so, you know, I, I no, talk I totally about movies. Get it. <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get it. You were, and, you you know, were just saying a, just another quick, oh, just another quick feature. You know, I I, I talk about movies a lot because I'm a big movie buff, I, sci-fi and fantasy movies. And one of the things we want to do is have small screens in the place that are set up to show a variety of uh, sci-fi, fantasy, uh, you know, movies and TV programs. Uh, science and tech programs and anime and give people a variety of things to watch as well. So, uh, awesome. you know, it, it, it spurs conversations. It gives you something to do while you're eating. Um, and invariably someone's going to comment or, or uh, show up dressed as characters on screen. And it, it just makes for that, that environment that's it's not a convention, but it's kind of like if you could kind of like crumple up a convention into a little ball and, and put it into a pub, that's kind of what we're shooting for. A little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. I think that I told you that I wish that your place was open like last November during the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. I would have held your held the oh. event right at your place. It would have been uh, perfect. You and me, <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> so, uh, so okay. we have... We have we're hoping to have a lot of uh, a lot of years coming here in the valley, and uh, you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna be open well after uh, a bunch of conventions that are coming up now. But you know, in the in the future, uh, we'll be open, and you know, it'll be the place to come in between conventions as you're planning for conventions, and as you're kind of cooling down after after the dust settles when the conventions are over. So uh, we certainly want to have that convention relationship. I just wish we'd uh, built this five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? That that get get in the heyday before before all that happened. That's that's for sure. But yeah, you know, best of luck, and I'm gonna see you at Leprechaun. Uh, and again, that's May 8th through not to 11th, and uh, and we'll definitely talk when we're over there. Nothing. Come on over to your dealer's room uh, booth and say and introduce myself, okay? That'd be fantastic. We're we're so looking forward to it, and uh, we're so ready to see everybody at Leprechaun. That's terrific. Thanks so much for coming on with us, Joe. Thank you, Patty. That was Joe, and of course, that's the transporter room. He's a great eating place that's going to be happening very soon, and we just cannot wait until he gets started. This is, again, I got so many events, small things uh, we could definitely do there. Um, <laughs> those who know me or probably know my brain's just totally filling up with ideas. But we're on next now. Uh, again, this is Leprechaun Day, and we're talking to vendors that are going to be in the dealer's room. And we're excited to have Ron Hicks. He's going to be talking to us about Spiral Ink Comics. Ron, are you there? Yes. Well, yeah, I'm here. How's it going, Patty? Uh-oh. Got some kind of background going on there. Yeah, we're going to get some kind of uh, interference there. Okay, we're going now. Yeah, you're breaking up. 
don't know what's going what's going on there. Is it your microphone? You want to go try another channel? Yeah, I'm trying to fix it on my. There end you here. go. There you go. That sounds better. Okay. Yeah, it was just breaking All up. Right. You sound, you sounded like from somebody from Doctor Who from another planet. We were just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you so know, right. technology, you got to love it sometimes. <laughs> Yo, I know. Believe me, I know. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Viral in Comics, uh, tell us about your business. And, uh, you know, I know you've got, you know, multiple uh, artists there with you. So let's talk about that. Yeah. It's, um, well, we're all uh, we're all local art, um, artists from the Valley here. So um, it's myself, Rob, and then... Derek Tipton and uh, Mickey Cheney, um, also Ruben Rosas and um, JJ Shelton, and these are all guys that actually you know we we met up just by going to um, Jesse James Comics over in Glendale um, every Thursday night for his uh, doodle night that he that he hosts there, which is um, one night out of the week, usually on Thursdays where local artists can get together, hang out, sketch, you know, talk, work, whatever, work on whatever they're working on. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of how uh, the three of us, or the four of us, actually met. So, um, this happened. And, uh, and history. Yeah, <laughs> and history yeah, made history yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, um, I would, uh, this is like, like I think, Back close to the beginning of 2012, I started going to Jesse's shop, and uh, when I would go to Doodle Nights, I would just bring what I had been working on at the time, which was the first um, issue of my book, Hooded Cobra. And, uh, you know, Derek and Mickey would show up periodically, and they started looking over my shoulder and, you know, like what they saw, and was offering to, you know, start asking me questions like, okay, well, who are you going to have ink it? Who are you going to have color it? Blah, blah, blah. And at the time, you know, I had no idea, no clue what I had. Any, had no one signed up to do anything. It was just a solo project at that point, you know. So, um, yeah, they just started offering up their help on it because, you know, they just thought it was cool and uh, wanted to collaborate on it a little bit. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history. So there you go. <laughs> and that's a great story. Yeah. You know, because, again, you know, uh, that's how it works in this business. You know, you guys find yep. like-minded people who are, you know, all three of your artists and uh, find, you know, one person's particular project to be interesting and, and then you jump on board. That's just an awesome story. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Now, uh, I know Mickey. I've, I've yeah. met Mickey before a couple of times. And okay. uh, we're going to be on, actually, on with him and... Uh, on uh, May 1st, talking about the award he won recently. Okay. So, we'll, yeah. so there you go. So you guys are getting out there. You know, you're, yeah, it's a slow and steady process, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a slow and steady process. But uh, I have to, you know, I had to remind myself all the time that it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, we're not, uh, we're not looking to gain, gain uh, you know, particular fame and glory. We're just kind of pursuing you know, what we're passionate about. So, um, yeah, but, 
it all starts locally, you know what I mean? Because until we get the the funds and the, and the um, resources to be able to, to travel the country doing what we do, it all kind of starts locally. So, you know, the more the more we can get our name out there and get people familiar with us locally, you know, hopefully that'll, that'll boost our backing to be able to go out into the world, as they say. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I know how that is. Um, been have I, I've had my own publishing company for since 2009, so I understand that completely. Have you considered okay, doing yeah. doing any of the uh, you know these uh, fundraising uh, websites that they got out? Crowd. Um. Again, some money going. Yes on. and no. I mean, yeah, uh, we we've we've seen and, and heard um, a bunch of success stories, and on the flip side, you know we've. I uh, heard a bunch of uh, nightmares from it. So, um, yeah. with us, with us, it's <laughs> with us is more more or less the time and and money that we have to invest because we also have day jobs, and uh, you know it's just a lot of variables that goes into actually putting <clears throat> putting more effort than what we can really afford to put into um, an online fundraiser like that. So, uh, unless we got something really big coming up that we just absolutely need to use every viable resource we could possibly muster, uh, then, yeah, maybe we'll think about doing something like Kickstarter or something like that. But, uh, you know, more more power to all the guys that, that are doing it and has had uh, huge success with that because that's, you know, that's amazing. That's an amazing uh, resource to have. Well, as good as that, you know, you guys are getting your names out there and your workouts, and that way you're getting your fan base going. And then, you know, you obviously, you know, if you needed money, you could definitely do something like that, and it would be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know how it is to be a struggling artist, and, you, again, you're passionate about your particular, <laughs> your your work that you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, what's next for you guys? Well, what's next is uh, we're still continuing with the Hood of Cobra series. Uh, we're working on um, getting issue five um, ready for this summer and uh, issue zero that's going to be coming out shortly after issue five. Um, we're also, um, Derek is finishing up the second issue of his title, Dark Light. Um, you know, that's that's our, right now it's our only full color book, so it takes a little bit more time to get that produced than, um, than Hooded Cobra, but uh, um, so we've been working on that for a while, but we we have on tap to go to at least, uh, including Phoenix Con, Phoenix Comic Con, we're, we're going to do at least uh, four other conven- uh, conventions this year, so we're going to be wow. pretty busy, and uh, yeah, we got plans to head out of state next year to um, uh, C2E2. But that's mm-hmm. still in the workings. But uh yeah. Um we're trying to get down to Mesa's second Friday art walks. Um that's always a good time down there in the downtown area, so uh well, we're it's art. Make it yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and you know, we've always been pretty well received down there. Um always a good time. People are always happy to see us and stuff, so but uh, yeah, we're just you know we're continuing to work away and, and putting uh, our original content out there, books, prints. Um, yeah, so we just keep plugging away. And usually the conventions are you know the biggest ordeals that we have to get ready for. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, we... we try, try to get enough yeah, shots so that we can show that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we try to have, you know, each show that we go to, we want to have at least something, you know, something new to show to people. Um, it's it's harder than it sounds to to get that, you know, to have that available. But, uh, yeah, so each show that we do, we try to have something new for people to see. And, you know, like for fans that's accustomed to see, see us at every show, the guys that come looking for us every show, you know, we just try to have stuff new for those guys whenever they see us, so... Um, oh yeah, yeah. We got free comic book day coming up. Yes. And uh, we got stuff. Yeah, we got stuff that's getting ready for that. <laughs> um, yes, and I, that's what I want to talk to you about too. Um, you're gonna. Okay. You're, we're gonna be on 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 free comic book day. Where are you guys gonna be right. at? Um, I mean, I already know, but I well, want you to tell um, <laughs> Yeah, well, Jesse James Comics does a big midnight opening every. Free comic book day. So, like at 12 a.m. Saturday, he opens his doors and has a lot of, you know, um, prizes and stuff like that. It's a big ordeal, and we're, we're always there for that. So, we're going to be doing the midnight opening at Jesse's, and then later on that morning, Saturday morning from uh, 11 a.m. to about 3 or 4 p.m., we're going to be at Pop Culture Paradise um, Comics in uh, in downtown Tempe. Yeah. Um. Those are our two main stores, and I think I'm, I'm not sure yet, but I think we might have a third actual, you know, third appearance that we're going to be doing that uh, that same day as well. So um, that stuff is always likely to change, but you know, we just tell everybody just to keep track of us on our Facebook page and our website, and you know, we we pretty we keep that up to date uh, pretty well. So yes, I will see you guys out pop culture. So I'm uh, we're going to be doing yeah. a radio show there. You're going to be set up. Just a giveaways yet. All right. So uh, getting ready for yeah. Batman because we got that Batman thing going on that night. So this is our pre-party. Right. right. Yeah. Are they filming? The they're showing the old. Uh, they're showing yeah. the old Batman, the old Michael Keaton Batman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I still yes. remember going to the theater when I was a kid and seeing that in the theater when it was uh, when it had just come out. That was that was just a huge, huge movie. It was epic. So epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, well. and the characters are are just so you know larger than life, and uh, you got well. of course yeah, you, know, you got some of the best actors in that one. You got the you know yep the Joker who now we understand, you know because you see the correlation between what made him who he is, which of course was Batman. So it's just so <laughs> so so perfect and epic there. And so yeah, so so cult classics where we uh, the Leprechaun has gone uh, has been working with them. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, been working with them with Victor out there to make that happen. And uh, so we just announced that after uh, after the movie the other day. So uh, that's out, and we're just we're banging it out there so that way everybody gets their tickets because you know I think it's going to sell out really fast here. Uh, Oh, yeah, easily. He hasn't shown that one yet, so we're very excited. So, yes, we got, we're got. we going to have a pre-party, pre-party over at Pop Culture, so everybody's invited. Everybody in the world's invited. <laughs> 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 Wouldn't Marco yeah. freak out if, <laughs> if yeah. he had way too many people it's trying to get in? That'd be funny. That would be awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> quite the commotion, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good for everybody because, you know, that's, uh, if you make it happen out there, you never know what kind of television or, or who, what kind of media you can get. So that's, that'll help all of everybody. Yeah. So you got to stay yeah, I think, away. Uh, I think Free Comic Book Day is. I think it's gotten to be pretty, uh, like a pretty well-known national event now. Yes. Um, I know it's gotten it's gotten a little bit of media coverage uh, last year. Um, I mean, I, I don't know which stations actually did what because I don't I don't really watch TV, but I, you know, I've seen the media. There, you know, I've seen the camera crews there and um, heard about it through you know Facebook and stuff. But you know it's, uh, the news covers it. They at least give an honorable mention. Uh, you know the national news. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it's getting pretty is? popular. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, the geeks are are ruling the world now. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's cool to be a uh, to be a comic book geek now, or be a video game geek, geek now. I know. Uh, here, here they were made fun of in the seventies, and. And and now look yeah. who's ruling the roost. <laughs> so yeah, well, so yeah. I mean, now that now that people realize that where you know a lot of these movie ideas come from have been comic books, you know. Yes. Um, you know, it's a lot of the, lot of the old. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what one of my one of my favorite movies um, in the world is uh, Crow, The Crow by James Obar. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean that that was your your basic underground indie comic book. I mean it was black and white, and very very few people knew about it when it was out and you know when it first came out. Um, but uh, you know, director got a got a hold of it one day and contacted the the creator, and you know after all the legal stuff went through, then, you know, a couple of years later, there you go. You got your major motion picture. picture, And it's, you know, that thing is still an iconic movie today. Yeah, not seen enough of that. Yeah. I think we need to, yeah. need to show that. We need to show that one. Hey, Victor, we need to show Crawl. Let's see that one again. That's not something you can get very... <laughs> some, some movies are kind of hard to find. You know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, that, I and, of course... Uh, and then television, you know, has gone crazy with the, mm-hmm. the whole pop culture idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they use you know, the it, word. There's just been this explosion lately <laughs> of movies and movies and TV shows. Like, you think about over the past 10 to 15 years, it's just been an explosion of comic book movies and, and comic book-related TV shows and video games and everything. You know, and that's, uh, and it's all coming from the comic book industry, you know? Um, that's yeah, where they're pulling yeah. all the stuff from. So and I think that that helped uh, fuel the whole popularity of uh, the geek culture. You know. Absolutely. I was just saying that you know I didn't I didn't even know much about uh, Doctor Who, and then now look look how big that is. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy but so that's you know that just goes to show that the pop culture, of course, they're using that word, and and sometimes they don't even know what it means. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, like, oh, come on. You yeah, know, you absolutely. Got to... <laughs> so, yeah, we got the Batman thing. And, of course, you know, Batman's been around for a long time. He's been yeah, 75, he's, um, 75 years. Can you believe 75 years? Yeah, yeah, just celebrated his, uh, the 75-year anniversary. That's crazy. I know. Absolutely crazy. Wow. It's, old, it's older than me. 
It's older than a lot of us, is, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Older than most of us. Uh, seventy-five years. That's just uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, thinking fifty, but you go like seventy-five. You're kidding. Seventy-five. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was just thinking that uh, you know, time being forty. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I think it's fun to look at all the changes that that character has gone through since, you know, during the 75 years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the interesting part to me. It's like, you know, you would think um, a character that's 75 years old would kind of, you know, would, would have kept some of its original form or even charm. And it's really, Batman has gone through some, you know, just some really dramatic changes over the, over the years. And, you know, it's still recognizable, but, you know, if you take the, the year one Batman, you know, the first year that they came out in the publication with it and compared it to what they're doing, you know, what they're doing with them today, it's just almost night and day. Yeah. You know, but it's still it's still a recognizable, iconic character, though. So, yeah, I think that's the that's the really fun part of looking at the, uh, <clears throat> the timeline history of a character like that that's gone through so many changes over the years as far as, you know, looks, well, they, background, they have to. Just, you know, all the... Yeah. Yeah, they had yeah, have absolutely. to, you know. It's just yeah, like, you know. I mean, they do that with all the guys. So it makes you wonder, you know, uh, you know you've got your new series that you're working on. Mm-hmm. How long will it be? Uh, you know, what will you change? What, what kind of changes that you're going to have to make in your series in order to keep it going? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's exciting and scary to think about all at the same time, you know. And uh, <laughs> when I, when I first started, though, that's like one of my whole motivations of becoming a comic book artist is to, you know, one of my dreams or goals, if you want to put it that way, is just, just to see one of my characters or books, you know, converted into a major live action movie. I think that'll be, you know, just a, one of the most greatest achievements in the world. You know, it's just so cool to see. Your comic book character come to life up on the up on the uh, the big screen, and especially with with everything they're able to do with it as far as the, uh, special effects wise. Now you know it's just it's incredible. Yeah, pretty you know, it's, much. It's the short guys of, love it now. Yeah, nothing okay. short of magical. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. It's nothing short of magical what they can do with with characters now with uh, you know uh, with movies. So. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that's 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 something fun to think about, and I think I do think about it a lot. But at the same time, I don't I don't like to dwell on it because it will drive you crazy. You <laughs> <laughs> start thinking about, uh, man, what am I going to do to change this character or keep him update? You know, to keep him current or blah blah blah. I just you know I I just can't think about that when you when you sit down and start writing. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, to keep it in perspective, uh, Stan Lee. Stan Lee didn't create Spider-Man or, or co-create Spider-Man until he was 40 years old. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like this stuff it just happens right away. But uh, And how long did it take for Spider-Man to catch on and become, you know, a, a household name, you know? I know so. it. I know it. Exactly. So, you know, uh, he was able to stick it out. Uh, but, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> that's uh, a lot of years that he had to, you know, eat. Top, you know, probably top ramen. <laughs> Try. He's just as passionate yeah. as you guys have been about your, and still is. I mean, he's still passionate, you know, about about oh, everything yeah. going on. Yep. Back, back to you guys, one hundred percent. Yep. Definitely, and uh, 
you know, you, you just never know. It just takes one one break, one one thing to happen, or one person to see it, or you know that that right circumstance or whatever. It's that one break you need, and then it's just off to the races. And I think never knowing when when that's going to happen. That's part of the fun in doing this, and kind of the motivation in doing it because you know you just never know. You never know where where to where to go or where to take you. So it just kind of provides that extra push you need we need to just keep putting one step in front you know one foot in front of the other you know what i mean and just to never give yes. up and just keep doing it because who yeah. knows your your break might be listening to the show right now maybe what the, wouldn't maybe. that be cool <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool <laughs> yeah but yeah you do yeah you never right. know where it's going to come from yeah. yeah never know where it's going to come from so yeah that's why I always say. So, what do you, what are we going to see at Leprechaun from you guys? Um, well, you're going to see at Leprechaun pretty much everything we've uh, we have available and been working on up you know up to this day. Um, we're going to bring uh, it'll be the whole crew there: myself, Derek, Mickey, and Ruben. Um, and we'll have uh, we'll have all of our books. We'll have. You know, Hooded Cobra, all four issues. We'll have uh, Dark Light. Um, the first issue of Dark Light will be there. Uh, we'll have brand new prints, art prints, um, original artwork for sale or just to look at. You know, Mickey will have pretty much his whole collection of his uh, portraits that he does that's really popular. Um, his portrait, his genre portraits just go, they fly like crazy. So, um, yeah, we usually have uh we, we bring a lot of stuff to, to conventions when we when we go. So we we have a ton of stuff and um <clears throat> I know I'll be doing sketches for the show. Um Ruben will probably be doing sketches. Pretty much we'll we'll all probably be doing sketches during the show for for whoever wants them, you know. So there you go so, guys. Uh, go out and get it, you know. Gotta get to the table. I know that you guys got two ta- two tables, I believe. So, um, uh, yeah, we well, we, we kind of took out. over. Yeah, we, we kind of took over a whole end cap of the row. I think we got like what's <laughs> equivalent of a booth, you know. So, because we we literally need that much room to display all of our stuff when it's especially when it's all four of us there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we we bring enough stuff to to take up four tables easily. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're looking forward to seeing all of you guys out there. And, uh, you know, just for the listeners, you guys need to need to know, hey, we've got a couple more minutes here, but uh, 714-242-5145 is the number. I don't have to talk to these guys all by myself, and I know you're sitting there because I can see you in the dark. You guys can't get away from me. <laughs> so, you know, you might as well call or at least, you know, pop in a, a comment too. Because I know that you, I know a couple people. I can probably say my name, but I won't do that to you guys. So, <laughs> but I, I know that you're sitting there listening. So, uh, of course, you probably already asked you all these questions anyway. But uh, they're very, you know, I know some people are very excited about having you at Leprechaun this year. And so, uh, you know, that's that's going to be awesome to have. Yeah, and of course, we've got a diversified room this year. Yeah, I was seeing that a lot of different different styles and different artistic uh, styles are going to be there this this year. And this is our first uh, Leprechaun, so 
we're uh, we're excited to to check it out and um we know we have a few followers in Mesa, you know, a few fans are in Mesa. They they make a point to make their presence known whenever we we pop up in Mesa somewhere, so that's always good to see those guys. But uh yeah, um we've been looking forward to it. It, it you know, it it adds another uh convention to our schedule of conventions that we can go to. And any really any big hometown show that we can be a part of us we we you know we'll bend over backwards to be a part of it because that's what it's all about you know getting the getting the local support first building that local fan base for, uh, first you know so definitely um, yeah it's, yeah it's because of the local support is why we're able to do what we're able to do so also uh, you know Lepre- Leprechaun A A is of course more mostly art based anyway so you guys are perfect for that yeah but you know for oh, yeah. when it comes to the fans. You know, uh, for all you fans listening, this is an intimate con. You guys don't have to wait in a long line, uh, you know, just to be able to see anybody. It's very intimate. You guys can walk up and talk to people. Get to know these artists, you know. Uh, Be able to to get to see their work, them working on stuff, um, you know, right there Mm -hmm. at their tables. and, And when they're walking around, you know, definitely, you know, start a conversation about what their work is about. And so that's what yeah, the con's all about. Yeah, and that's that's what the comic book industry is really all about. I mean, you think about it, there's no other industry in the world where you have that much access to the creators and the people that produce the material that you're a fan of, you know. Mm, that's, uh, true. that's one thing that I've always I've always loved that about the comic book industry is that even before I became a a professional um artist, you know, I would just go to shows, go to conventions and, <clears throat> you know, you've had this book in your hands that you love since you were 12 years old, and you go to a convention and sitting right there in front of you at a table in Artist Alley is the guy that's, that draws it, is the guy that writes it, or the guy that cr- that created the, the whole story. You can walk right up to him and talk to him, shake his hand, get an autograph, you know, whatever. I mean, you do not have that kind of access to the creators and the artists and stuff in any other industry. It's It's amazing when you think about it, so... Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And of course, some you know, uh the issue is that fans don't typically get to see the creators. And so now, exactly. uh, more so than ever before, they, they, they're able to see the creator and say at uh, uh, you know, attached to the work and think, Oh wow, mm-hmm. okay, this guy's this guy's the guy that created such and such. And yeah. so then, you know, that that's cool. Then of course yeah. you want to know more about that person. Exactly. If, if if anything, if nothing else, it it, it can uh, it attaches a, a face to the work that's you know exactly. that you've loved yeah. for so many years. You know what I mean? So yeah. And um, there's an the opportunity for them. Think they like you as a person, and they're gonna they're gonna more likely like your work as well. Yeah, all, all the time, every time. I mean, you know, when they they see that you're you know a normal guy and you know someone that that they can laugh and talk to and get along with and stuff. And, yeah, that always strengthens that fan and uh, artist bond even more, you know, and and you'll be way more, um, you know, quicker to support an artist that you've met before in person that you like, you know. um, Yeah, I've known that's the case for writing, so I definitely know it's a case for art. So uh, that's what's great about 
the fan experience. Mm-hmm. So we're creating here. So tell Absolutely. us how to get a hold of you guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you if they have a commission to do with you, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Um, well, um, I think the quickest way would be through email, uh, through our site, um, spiralingcomics.com. It's all one word. Um, ink is I-N-K, so not to be confused with I-N-C. Um, but on there you have all of our contact information, um, personal emails, and then also through Facebook, uh, it would be facebook.com slash spiralingcomics. Um, you can message us on there and just address, you know, whatever person you're looking for, Rob, Derek, Mickey, Ruben, uh, JJ. Um, so those would be the quickest ways. And, and anytime you see us at the show, we'll, we'll always have um, all our personal business cards there in front of us on the table, too, for people to grab. Um, so, I mean, I'm, you know, with with the Internet and everything, I think that's probably the best way to, to contact us. Or, you know, just come up to us at a show and, you know, talk to us and sure. tell us what you got in mind. And, yeah. Um, with commissions, with commissions <laughs> it's usually, yeah, yeah. With commissions is usually, you know, we, we base it on where we're at in our in our time frame as far as, you know, what we're able to do and when and, you know, and then we can talk the details later about prices and all that good stuff. But just the initial contact is, is what's most important. So either you know, email or in person. Yep. Yes, we're very excited to have you at Leprechaun. And uh, I guess I'm going to see you there and uh, say hi. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we're, as, excited. As we're excited to be going. So, yeah. Looking forward to it. I think I'm on the opposite side of you because you you guys are at one end and I'm at the other end. Mm-hmm. So so we'll be we'll be neighbors. <laughs> Definitely. Well, and and I'll uh, we'll we'll see each other at uh, at pop culture too. So. Oh yes, yes, yes. We'll see you on May May first or May third, May third. May third. So yes, yep. yes. That's gonna be a crazy day. So this gonna so yeah. Definitely see you guys there. Every year. Every year, it's always crazy. Every year, those are Good. usually uh, twenty-four hour days for for me and the guys. They're, those are usually twenty-four hour well, days. Yeah. Like we're up at eleven that night, you know, the night before, and we keep going until like eleven that that following night. So <laughs> it's usually usually a pretty big a uh, pretty big ordeal. Well, that's important because honestly, you know, that's a bit. I think your biggest day of the year. You know, I know that the comic book stories yeah. say that that's the case. That's their busiest day of the year. And they think, well, you know, they're giving away free comic mm-hmm. books, but they apparently do a lot more sales as well because you give something away and oh, people yeah. like to go in and, and buy something as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, like, uh, for instance, Jesse, he'll do markdowns throughout the store. That You know, his entire store is marked down 50%, 75%. You know, wow. so people just go in there and, and they just they just go nuts. You yeah. know, you, you you see people leaving out of the store with you know just bags of stuff. Wow. You know, so yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, a great, a great time, especially as far as FaceTime. Yeah, especially as far as FaceTime goes, where you know people you know you get out and be seen and stuff. Yeah, it's a big day for that too. 
Yeah, okay. yep. exactly, exactly. So the biggest biggest day shopping day of the year for you guys. So that's uh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be a long day for you, but it should be a very good one. Yeah, we usually end up spending about half of our take home on comic books and stuff like that. Like we're, <laughs> we're go shopping <laughs> during it all. Oh wow! Well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean, especially I, I if you're half you, off. Yeah. Yeah, I probably I probably still have books lying around my my apartment from last year's free comic book day that I haven't even read yet. So, and here we are, right upon the next comic book day and free comic book day, and I'm probably going to get some more stuff it's that like won't get read into the next year. <laughs> Easter, Easter. Yeah. You know, my son, my son never ate all his candy, so it's like he would still have Easter candy in the basket from the year before. So. <laughs> yep. That's how it but goes. Yet, but you can't he resist. Wants, I mean, wants, what are you going to yeah, do? He wants candy. I know. He wants candy. Yeah. But he won't eat it all. So, oh. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun all the way around, it. right? Yeah. Yeah. You're at the comic book shop and everything's 75% off. I and mean, they got dollar comics, 25 cent comics. I mean, yeah, you can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, another way, another way is that it is a candy store. You know, it's like a kid in a candy store walking exactly. through. Exactly. Uh, and we, <laughs> yeah, and we have to be there. Like, we're sitting in that shop all day and we're not supposed to buy anything. <laughs> oh, right, right. That's not going to happen. Yeah, no. No. So, it's so a great, great day. So, and I'm so glad for that you came on and talked to me about it because, you know, that way people get to know you. And you and your group, oh, absolutely. You know, Viral Inc. Comics. Yeah, thanks for having group, me. Guys. And uh, we're gonna let we're gonna let Ron go. And uh, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you again real soon, Ron. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for having me on, Patty. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Well, that makes two of our vendors, and we're so happy to have them on here. Uh, I want to tell you guys about some things. that We did talk a little bit about something coming up. Um, I'm probably going to do the same thing next Tuesday. Have a couple more vendors on. Actually, we uh, I happen to know for a fact we're going to have at least one vendor and uh, I guess secondary vendor. And then on uh, May 1st, we're going to have Mickey Cheney, which of course is also a friend of Ron's. And uh, one of his cohorts in the Spiral Inc. comics, who won an award recently, and we'll also have the the uh, the man who actually did he did the commission for Mike Fett. And Mike Fett is is also a very big connoisseur of comic books. I say very big, very big connoisseur of comic books. If you're on, if you're listening to Mike. <laughs> Uh, Mike is a lot of people commission work, so uh, he's a great person to have around because you know he really loves all of your guys' stuff. So um, Mike Fett is is going to be also on the line with us talking about how he uh, worked on that commission or had the idea of the commission and how Mickey Cheney brought it to life and then how he had uh, wanted to see if Mickey could win it, win an award for that. So. We're very excited to have Mick on. And uh, we might very well have a couple other uh, special guests 
talking about uh, Free Comic Book Day, which is May 3rd, and also talking about the Batman experience, talking about the 75th anniversary of Batman, uh, the movie, and of course, celebration of Batman on, on the Free Comic Book Day. So, without further ado, I'm going to say goodnight, because heaven knows i got other work to do. <laughs> And looking forward to seeing you guys again at Leprechaun. Uh, I will be there. Uh, I've got a booth there for books for AZ Publishing. Um, so we'll have a booth in the corner with lots of new books. And uh, so come on by and say hi to me. Uh, if I'm not there, it's because I'm probably out speaking or causing all sorts of other mischief. So uh, I've got a couple other people who are going to be helping me at my booth. Uh, so take a look at what we got, because again, you know, it's just like the comic books. You, they have to put out something new this year, and I've got uh, I, I've got a set of three books from uh, from Rob from Rob F who are coming out on that weekend. There's going to be a book launch party, and of course, my good friend T M Williams. Uh, T M is she got her brand new. Uh, novel length and I you know the funny Undead Winter was started as a it started as a, a smaller book um, a novelette and then her fans just wanted more they wanted more so she's uh, really been fighting with it <laughs> and she got it to full length and uh, I was very excited for it we're going to have a book lunch party on the Saturday night of the convention, Leprechaun, everybody's invited. You don't have to have a membership to get in because it's going to be at a party room. And we're going to have zombie toss. In other words, we're going to have actual zombie stuff that we're going to be shooting at each other. Uh, we've got a room set up to uh, take the hit. And it's going to be as crazy. We're going to have food. Uh, in the in the room, and we'll have a radio show set up so we can let you guys know what's going on. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a crazy night. So that's uh, Saturday night during the Leprechaun again. That'll be uh, on the on the tenth on May tenth at uh, eight o'clock, eight to whenever we run out of food to shoot at each other, and. Uh, Whenever we we run out of ammunition and whenever we run out of out of stuff in the room and and uh, and TM sends everybody home. <laughs> so you guys can come out and, for that because it's going to be a crazy time. And of course, uh, I've got also got um, working on one book to to get out, and uh, that'll be the four, book four of my time series book uh, book series and. That one's going to be out, and then um, probably the nonfiction on Eutychus for authors will also be out. So we've got uh, quite a few new things coming out and uh, things that we've had uh, in the works for a while. So we're very excited to be out there at Leprechaun, and I will see you guys there again May 8th through 11th. Then I'm plugging them all over the place. (laughs) So... I will see you guys at Leprechaun, or if I don't see you there, then definitely see you at uh, hopefully at yeah, some of the events on Free Comic Book Day. And uh, until then, you guys have an, an awesome, awesome weekend. I'll be seeing you soon.
This is KWAD Radio, and this is Patty Holstrand signing out.